Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we are discussing why do we get distracted so easily? And it is so easily, isn't it? Yeah. Ridiculously easy. I mean, I sometimes are just like a small child that's just pulled by any shiny thing or, you know, I can tell. And there's certain times, whether it's because I've got a lot on or whether it's cyclical or perimenopause, where I feel much more distracted than others. Yeah. And I think people can probably relate to that too. Can you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um for me, I think menopause has played a big part in that. However, prior to that, definitely something about being tired and therefore having to work harder at focusing, in which case you do just find, like you say, just being distracted by pretty shiny things, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, right? Yeah, which can often be the pile of washing over there, the dishes that are still in the sink, yeah. the fact that you've gotten to buy food for dinner. You know, it's, it's a sort of mental pull as well as a visual pull. It's funny that as you've just said that, that's, that's reminded me that I haven't yet taken what I was going to do for dinner out the freezer, so that, <laughs> that will have to happen later. Can it wait? Yeah, of course it can okay. wait. And I was on my way to do it, and then I found something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? And, and of course, we were, we were inspired for this podcast from the Mindfulness Festival we went to recently, yeah. because Mark Williams was talking about our primitive response to distraction, that we are primed to notice anything flickering out of the corner of our eyes or uh, because it could be a danger to us, a threat. And he used the example of being in a pub and even though you're trying to talk to someone, if the TV is flickering and it changes to adverts or back to football or whatever it might be, that that's going to pull our attention away, even if we're kind of engrossed in a conversation, just as a, a quick threat response yeah absolutely absolutely and i think lots of us can can really relate to that either that flickering of of the tv or just somebody suddenly appearing in our peripheral vision it makes us jump slightly and we turn towards it and and of course noises yeah absolutely and that was obviously a really helpful thing at one point and now we've crammed our world full of stuff that's happening all around us so there's lots happening in our peripheral visions all of the time yeah. and it does make it really hard to focus on the thing in front of us yeah. and also to work out what would be our priority, right? What's important. Yeah. And I'm also struck by the fact it's not just the stuff kind of visually mm. which is pulling on our attention all the time but also just the thought which will take us from one, oh, I've got to do that, I've got to take the food out of the freezer, I've got to you know, remember to pick up a loaf of bread, I've got, you know, we're just plagued by often hundreds of to-do list things that are kind of buzzing away in the background and every now and again another one pops into the mind. Mm. Um, And I'm I'm going to be stereotypical here just for a moment. I don't mind that. I know exactly where you're going (laughs) just by looking at your face. But there is, I don't know how true it is, but my sense for me is that, is that, I feel responsible, solely responsible, for the running of the house. You know, for even filling up the cat's bowls and and, and the, the washing and the cooking and the tidying and the does that bathroom need another toilet roll and 
and and and and and right and that and that if I don't do that nobody else will and that's a fact <laughs> yeah I'm wondering if is it a fact and it, I, I mean it is in my it, world it, it is dependent isn't it <laughs> yeah um you know I often wonder if at what stage does it have to get to yeah. before someone else will and I, you know, I think you might be right <laughs> well I had, this, I had this conversation with my husband just earlier this week about the bin right I I did say sort of half jesting I've emptied the bin in the kitchen we you know because I got bored of us playing the game of who can cram the last thing in yeah it was it was you I couldn't get anything else in I've emptied it and you know the look on his face was kind of oh I won that one you know and, oh no <laughs> That makes me sad because I don't want it to feel like they no. are intentionally no. leaving it to us. And I'm, I'm hoping. I'm sure it was a joke, yeah. right? Because I had said it in jest, so his response was kind of a jest. Yes. But but it does sort of. It's interesting, isn't it? Because my sense is that if I hadn't have done it, then we would have we'd have kept on doing that. Yeah. Until when I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, presumably till Tuesday. And it's that kind day. of stalemate thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. However, I don't know how much of that is is, is of my making. Yes, right? I've, say, I've trained. I've, well, I've trained him into you know I will do all of these things, and I do. Mm-hmm. I think my tolerance for clutter or mess or untidiness or my need to plan, you know, so. We don't need a toilet roll in there yet. Oh, I've just dropped my pen, sorry. Um, um, we don't need a toilet roll in there yet, but we will do in the next three days. So I've already moved. So my tolerance, yeah. I think, for those things is is less than his. So you might do these things last minute, but I'll never know because I can't quite bring myself to wait that long. Yeah. And... and you know, over all these years, I've always done it. So why would I not do it? Yeah. You can understand from his point of view that he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to think about it. He's yeah. not thinking, oh, I won't bother because Adrienne will do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back to, if that, you know, the toilet roll is one of many, many of those yeah. things, plus the work, plus the this and that. And then it becomes an overload of yes. things. And we were talking before we recorded about this sense of having too many windows open yeah and that pull from one thought to another one task to another it could be is the brain doesn't like it people think that they're excellent multitaskers but we know the neuroscience has proven the brain does not multitask it just flits exactly we do we do one thing at a time but we might not ever get to the end of that thing. Me taking dinner out of the freezer as a case in point, right? I got distracted doing something else en route to the freezer, which is not far from where I was, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, and and that flitting means we never get into flow about something, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I always say, if you're kind of cooking and you're putting a load of washing on and then filling the dishwasher, we're quite good at managing the practical stuff, aren't we? But anything that needs cognitive processing yeah. when we do the same kind of flitting and I find myself sitting at my desk let's say I sit down to do my tax return or something but then I think I just need to search for something related but then that search takes me on to google but maybe I've seen an email pop up and then I start reading that email and then I got pulled into the email which reminds me that I didn't send the email to so and so and now I've started a new email and then you know, 10 minutes later, I am so far away from the tax return, quite happily, 
Yeah. Most likely because it's not a pleasant thing that I enjoy doing. But this happens all the time. Absolutely, and I think we can we can tell ourselves, well, never mind, because I have ticked something off my list, yeah. right? It might not have been the thing I sat down yeah. to do, but I have I have remembered to send that email finally, yeah. you know, which is fine as far as it goes. However, that sense of kind of not being able to prioritise the really important things. You yeah. get to the end of the day, and I have done a lot of little things. But not the thing that needed exactly. doing, which was my tax return. Yes. And yet again, another day has passed, yes. and I wasn't able to give it my attention. And then that, and then it gets your full attention at night, right? When you can't really On do anything about it. On the 29th of January, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you awake, and it, you know, it, it, it's, uh. it causes causes that stress reaction even if you're not entirely sure what that's hooked into now you haven't slept well because there's something nagging about something not done yeah and it's more fragmenting of attention so i might be doing something else because yesterday was tax return day and i didn't complete it today was allocated to something else or i'm teaching all day or whatever and but it's there nagging in the background of attention Mm. so it's even interfering on a subconscious level with what i'm trying to do now if my brain has a moment to remember it which inevitably it will because it always goes to those things we haven't done yeah especially in meditation any of you meditators out there will know that so often in fact i quite like it when it goes to the the to-do list because at least i know those things can be ticked off it's better than going to future anxieties about stuff i have no control over (laughs) at least when it goes to it you haven't learned your words again I know that if I just learnt my words, that that scary thought will at least disappear. I can tick it off. <laughs> God. I think there's something you said about um, not being able to identify which is the most important. Yeah. And we talked about you know people that do find it hard to pay attention have that sense of knowing there's all these things need to be done. But they all feel big. Yeah, they all feel like they've got the same. They carry the same weight. Yeah, and then then that can be paralyzing, right? Because if you can't if you can't decide which one is more important, then that sense of what if I pick the wrong one can mean that we don't pick anything and nothing gets mm. done. Um, or everything feels too much. Absolutely. So I'll hide my head under the duvet. Yeah, so a massive overwhelm then, right? And then we feel worse because we have not achieved anything at all. Yeah, because we do like to do a reward task. Mm. You know, those those smaller things that are easier that we can tick off. But if we're seeing everything as being huge, yeah. there isn't that possibility of doing something, is there? No, no, no. And then the reward tasks don't even don't feel like they're going to be a reward. You know, just putting a load of washing on becomes as unattainable as doing your tax return. <laughs> oh, yeah. If only. No, I mean, yeah, I love washing in comparison to their tax return. I have to say, but but you're right. It's that kind of too many things mm. and we kind of almost shut down don't yeah. we just everything becomes too much and and i think there's something really important about realizing that we've trained ourselves to be inattentive not intentionally but because of the amount of information available to us the number of social media platforms that are vying for our attention yeah. email vying for our attention whatsapp vying for our attention We've trained ourselves to not pay attention. Oh, did you hear that? That's thunder. We've trained ourselves to not pay attention as well as we once would have. That was a pull on my attention. (laughs) (laughs) Just 
checking it wasn't some house falling down opposite or something. Um, and social media, and we've spoken about this before, is actually designed to pull us away yeah. in this short form contact content that's we can scroll forever that's the algorithm is skewed to what you like to watch yes and then time disappears into a black hole absolutely. of scrolling yeah doom scrolling scroll of doom yeah absolutely and it's funny as you were saying that i was thinking i remember when i was a child obviously there was no such thing as mobile phones we had a phone in those days which we've had to rename a landline right um and and there was choice you know my dad would say you know we're not answering it we're about to eat we're, we're not answering the phone and that was unplug it from the yeah, thing and then or just or just leave it ringing it will ring off if it's important they'll ring back and i remember that those things being said that was quite normal but the pull of a mobile, for some reason, that idea that you could just not answer it, not check the message, feels faintly catastrophic. It does. It might be ever so important. Yeah, yeah. And I think particularly in young people today, there's a sense of being rude, not immediately mm. messaging someone back, mm-hmm. airing them. You know, so you can't check the message unless you're going to respond yeah. immediately. Yeah, because the blue ticks will tell. Well, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, some people turn those off, don't they? But oh, I didn't know you could. Oh yeah. Ooh. Every day's a school day. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, but at the dinner table, we always used to say no phones. Yeah. And I, think I could see the pain if it was in a pocket, which vibrated or whatever. The pain on the oh, but can I just can I just please check this one or you know? But yeah, I need to. It's really important. Uh, I'd argue that at 14 or whatever, it wasn't that important. No. You never know. But those, I guess those things are relative, right? So we would go to school or university or college or whatever, and we were uncontactable, yeah. right? And that sense that what if there's an emergency is kind of what you hear people say now. Well, I will find out later i mean there's nothing to be done yeah, my brother went traveling yeah for 18 months or nearly that i can't remember how long it was but long we have to write letters yes yeah to the post restaurant or whatever and you'd, you might miss them yeah there was no contact otherwise no no but there were but, still ways people found out if there was an emergency absolutely yeah but i think that, you know we sort of develop this technology and then and then and then there's the because we can we do right with the checking of messages or the or the whatever it is you know the answering the phone because it's ringing and it would be rude not to it feeds our reward center absolutely though, doesn't it? there's a little mini dopamine here every yeah. time someone messages us or like, popular i've got a friend <laughs> um or an email or something you know mm. and i think that is why email and whatsapp is a kind of social media type thing like a validation yeah thing yeah pavlovian response absolutely that ping makes you know like you say it's pavlovian we we reach for the phone and and that and that and there is it's sort of an unthinking thing right because because we can you know when we both started work back hundreds of years ago when you left there wasn't such thing as email Mm. in fact when i started work um but but when you left work, there was no way of being contacted about work once you were no yes. longer in the building. Until the Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So 
you know, and businesses continued, right? The, the, we, uh, times th- and times change. Yeah, right? I left my phone at home yesterday morning. Oh, did you? And by mistake or had you no, planned to do mistake, that? No, by mistake. Always by mistake. <laughs> no one intentionally does that. And I was driving uh-huh. when I realised I could have gone back for it. And I just thought, no, I don't need to. I'm teaching for two and a half hours. Nothing. You know, there's other people, say my son, could contact if they can't get hold of me. It's okay. Yeah. But in the downtime moments, in the break and the whatever, there was a ooh, a pull. This is what I would normally be doing. And then and I want people to realise that that is a visceral thing, like a physical yeah. thing we can notice. Urge is a thing we can feel. Yes. You know, it might not even be a thought. Like you're saying, it's happening on a really subconscious level because it's such a habit. Yes. When we first got our mobile phones, I bet, imagine it, it was quite intentional or we'd leave it at home regularly. Yeah. Well, because we weren't used to having it, right? And, and we had only had text messages that cost 50p a Exactly. Message. And now my watch tells me in an anxious tone if it's too far away from my phone. Yes. You know? yeah, we left it. <laughs> yeah. Get this, though. My watch was still buzzing. With oh. messages. Because I was on the Wi-Fi at the place oh, okay. and my phone was on the Wi-Fi at home and they could still talk to each other, which I didn't know was a thing. No. And that's that, oh, yeah, that's slightly annoying. Yes. Like I'm still getting the bars. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. We can learn to recognise that physiological response to it and just be aware of it, right? I think it's the only way we're going to train ourselves to be more conscious about where we put our attention. Yeah. Where we place our attention is our life, right? It yes. is what makes up our life, is those moments of where we put our attention. And often we're not even aware of where our attention is. What do they say? Where attention goes, energy flows or something. You know, that's, that's our life. So if we can become more aware Mm -hmm. of the choices we're making around where we're putting our attention, and we can practice it. Yeah. So I know that this is one of those weeks where my attention is a bit scattered, whether that's because I'm busy, whether it's because it's the time of the month, you know, or all of the above. Um, I know that I have to make intentional choices Mm -hmm. to be present for whatever it is I'm doing, this podcast, having a conversation with you. I need to sort of recognise the scattiness that could go on and all the millions of things I could think of and deliberately choose to come back. It's a bit like hearing. We don't listen to everything we hear because we go a bit bonkers, right? But we have to choose, like, intentionally to listen to someone. Yes. And it feels really similar in what we do with our attention. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and and along with that, we were at a, a, a conference, a mindfulness conference the other week, and I was listening to somebody talk, and she was talking about choosing to use the ping of a message landing as a cue to pause. doing to pause, to take a three minute, a three step breathing exercise, or whatever, to in order to in order to create that space to make a choice rather than automatically just picking up the phone yeah, which really i thought was idea. which i thought was fabulous i yeah. loved it yeah um, it's still a 
very much a work in progress. It is a practice. It really is a practice, isn't it? And I mean, I'm just conscious of the fact my phone's on silent all the time, but mm. the bars on my wrist. Yes, mine too. The thing. Yes. The thing that just makes me pause and notice and then make it an intentional choice. And sometimes when we've got, we're in the middle of our tax return or something, whatever we're doing, maybe we choose not. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that delayed gratification, I will finish this sticky thing first and reward myself with checking the message. And it will feel good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost definitely going to be a circular from some company I've signed up for something. But it will still feel good because we'll have That's done true. the thing and we That's won't true. have broken the flow. It'll have been a yeah. continuing with the thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a virtuous cycle, I think, because yeah. because not only will it feel good because we stayed on the task, but also that sense of mastery. I was able to, that kind of meta-awareness. Definitely, and it's, then it comes back to this thing, I chose to yeah. do that. It was intentional. It wasn't this subconscious knee-jerk reaction, which just rules our life. It's what makes life feel like we're just mm. on a treadmill versus really being present and turning up for our lives oh absolutely i think the cultivation of awareness is really what's needed yes and i think what you said about the cues that can prompt us to pause instead of just pavlov dog response pavlovian response um feels really important Mm. in how we might train our attention and i'm often talking to people about right you're doing task a if you can notice that a task a thought about task B or C pops in, by all means acknowledge that's B, that's C, and let go and come back to A. Because it would be so easy to go to the next thing, go to the next thing, and then we're doing nothing well or everything's fragmented and we don't stay in that kind of state of flow or present moment awareness or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. And that feels like such such a good practice for for being present yeah yeah as you say of of actually living our life rather than kind of planning to live it at some other when point. i do this yes once this is done yeah yeah <laughs> and then i think that will in turn make us engage with whatever it is that we're doing mm. um i do like the fact that on certain social media apps for example you can set a timer for how long mm. and that ping to say you've done 30 minutes or whatever it's quite a shock sometimes because it felt like five yeah and also I'm a bit horrified that I wasted 30 minutes of my life doom scrolling quite enjoy it sometimes but you know if that's a lot of our time we often will do that instead of the harder tasks because it's like hiding our head under the duvet absolutely yeah 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 Mm. so interesting it is and do you think there's anything that we can kind of wrap this up with in terms of where people, where they start, because it feels a bit broad. Mm. I, well, I, I think it, it start, what's jumped out to me is two things. Yeah. So one is to, is to choose to use something like the vibrating watch or the ping of the, of the phone to, to breathe, yeah. to pause, right? So developing that as a habit. But the other is the thing you said at the beginning, which is so important about feeling, feeling, right? What do I feel in these moments? And exactly. And learn to recognise that urge and acknowledge it Mm. and know that I don't have to follow it. Yeah, I think that's really key, isn't it? Yeah. Cultivate awareness, people. That's the the thing, isn't it? (laughs) 
it's a practice. It's all a practice, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to It's Not That Deep with Lucy Woods and Adrienne Kirk. If you've enjoyed listening, why not subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode?